Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. (laughs) Welcome to the PP1 podcast. I don't even know. I'm trying to figure out my lighting here. Doesn't seem to be. I just turned off the light straight up. I was going to open with a Taylor Swift song, and I did some quick background checking. And apparently it doesn't matter 10 seconds or less. You could play one second, and they can still copyright infringement you. So Even if it's not Taylor's version? That's, that's a good question. So um, because, because I, we can't play it... Um, I was going to do, I mean, if, if you're fine with it, maybe I'll read out the first lyrics of, of, of ready. I don't know if that's, I'm also waiting for my Wi-Fi apparently connect to my phone. So, uh, well, that, that segment is loading. Uh, welcome to the PP1 podcast <laughs> on that, on the hockey podcast network. You, you may know this already. So thankfully, if you've seen our faces, you know, what's going on. The audio version of this is going to be interesting. I'll have to do some editing. I'm sure. Uh, Myself and Ted are both here. You can also check out DraftKings, promo code THPN. I'll be letting you know about that a little bit later in the audio version. But because, here, we're going to do something. Now, there's going to be two parts here. I'm, I'm like all over the place. This is this is classic. This Ryan. is me. This is, hi, I am the problem. So we all saw the hockey game. We're going to quickly talk about the Canucks and then get back to what I'm about to do here. So the Canucks... They had a very big game last night. We quite enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. And um, Ted brought up about uh, Brock Besser and a redemption tour. And I thought, that's great. And then he goes and scores four goals, which is awesome. This is still loading, so that's awesome. And uh, I thought, redemption and reputation are very closely worded. And I thought... How could I make this work? So check this out. We got the Brock Besser Redemption Tour visuals. It's a, it's a beauty. So I'm going to just read this out for you because Ted's going to let me do this. I'm so sorry. He's like, I'm muting my mic. Knew he was a killer. First time that I saw him. Wonder how many girls he had loved and left haunted. But if he's a ghost, then I can be a phantom holding him for ransom. Uh, and that's all I got because it's not loading. Uh, but you're probably wondering, are you ready for it? And I think you are ready for it. So Ted clearly saw, um, clearly saw what I was doing. I, you're here, man. You're good to go. So needless to say, that's about as, as best as things can get. So, uh, Ted, you're back. Welcome. He's like figuring things out. Of course, whenever we try to make something magical for you guys happen, as everybody doing a podcast knows, uh, technical difficulties work. Ted, you back? You back? He's just shaking his head. He can see my lips moving. He knows what's going on. That's okay. We're going to figure it out, and we're going to just, we're going to do whatever we can. Yeah, we oh, we can hear him. Something happened. His audio cut in. Can no. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can. It's saying that I don't have audio, but like, whatever. This is interesting. So I did read the first lyrics of uh, Ready For It by Taylor Swift. 
And yeah. I put up the Brock Besser picture, so everybody's going to enjoy that on the video. That was some of my best work uh, as far as the picture goes. The, me reading out lyrics, not so much. Me, me reading out lyrics, not so much. Is this better? Can you hear me now? I can still hear you as equally as before. That's weird. It's saying that I don't have any audio. I so. promise. Yeah. You're here. And unless it says otherwise, we're good to go. Um, so yeah, I showed everybody our little uh, little dangle dangle. And uh, yeah. the Canucks won. So that was great. You know, the remember how they talked about everything has to go basically perfect for this season to be a success? I think winning 8-1 to one is definitely a success. So that being said... So far, the Canucks have a perfect season. I mean, they let in one goal. One goal. The Vancouver Canucks. This is the same Vancouver Canucks team that in the preseason, which does not matter, in the preseason, which does not matter, they let, gave up 10 goals to the Calgary Flames prospects or whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. But this is the same team. They go down 10 nothing in the preseason, and they go up 8-1 when it actually matters. So for me, a perfect season, this is a great start. Ted, do you agree? I mean, probably a poor start for us uh, in the sense that I don't know what the hell's going on there. I just got bumped, couldn't hear you, could hear you, then I was gone. But it sounds like you were talking about the fact that we went from 10 nothing whipping in the preseason all the way to an 8-1 drubbing of the Edmonton Oilers. And talking about how everything has to go perfect for this season to be a playoff team. Well, 8-1's perfect so far. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's always so much talk Tongue about the cheek. preseason. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's shit. There's nothing. You don't, you can't gain anything or learn anything about what your team's going to be, especially those early games in the preseason. Like, yeah, I, I think all those mean, like, especially in game one or game two, is that we're seeing guys that we almost know for sure aren't going to make the team. And we're just looking to see if some of those guys deserve another game, right? And I think, absolutely, I think they got whipped. And I think as a result of that whipping, it probably caused some guys that didn't get into the lineup to not get into the lineup at all in future games. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. They understand. But yeah, I mean, I think that it's just preparation. I think it's just like applying systems. It doesn't sound like talk. It had these guys scrimmaging all too much, you know, save it for, for the scrimmage practices where you guys get good. And then we sort of install this stuff for games. And I think it really like, man, I, this, it was pretty fun. This game. How, it was this, pretty it was fun. Just, I don't remember the last time I had that much fun watching the connection. I know. Like, like for real. I know that's, I like, I remember saying after he got after Bester got his hat trick goal, I'm like, I swear to you, if he scores four, this place <laughs> is going to go bananas within like two minutes. I just stand up. I'm like, just saying, just saying, just saying. I mean, it was it was very very close to be a being a, a Thornton cock trick. It was apparently that's the tenth anniversary of that. Yeah. What? What time? Ten years. That came out ten years ago. Yeah. I'm, I mean, how how old is Hurdle now? Oh man. Like 40, 40, no, not, Thomas not, yeah, not 40. Teenage just, Ninja just crazy though, right? Like, that's insane. I want to get into something before we get like full on hockey can crazy connects. So, you just calm it down before we gush a little bit too much. Oh, it's just too much of that on this, oh, man. I just like it's like keeping these horses in, right? Like, it's it's impossible. So, this show, obviously, we all start with some, some craziness some shenanigans what was that place farva is that place with all the shit on the walls yeah uh, what was that place called shenanigans shenanigans, shenanigans. oh i'll get a liter of cola um i don't know if you've seen Powder sugar it's delicious i don't know if you've seen a commercial for this or if you've seen online i know you're not too much online these days have you seen like these pocket one-handed chainsaws that they're advertising I'm like I'm I'm not even joking around here. This is a real thing. Like feel free to google it while I'm talking. So it, what would you feel safer with? An actual Oh, it's real. It's a real thing. There's multiple I brands. Maybe it was like No, I wasn't kidding around the on this guy one. like got off with he's like I'm done with tech decks. I've moved into chainsaws. I thought maybe it was like that. Yeah. No, it's like an actual chainsaw. So There's even a Ryobi one, you know, it's big when Ryobi's made. Big. Exactly. They've mass produced like this kind of frightens me because I think a chainsaw is a dangerous tool. Mm -hmm. You can, I mean, you see them in horror movies, so clearly they can be very effective to tear yeah, people apart. What's more scary having the 
pocket handheld chainsaw or having the Ryobi pocket handheld chainsaw? I mean, if you got all the proper rechargeable batteries, I'm all for it, to be perfectly honest with you. So, you know, you get that six in one battery probably, combo. You're probably a Ryobi guy. You like Ryobi. Uh, I do have a few Ryobi drills, but I did oh, win those. Man. I won those. So that's that's how I got into the game. But like what freaks me out. To... Like half our listener base. Yeah, probably. What freaks me is like. He's a Home Depot guy. I get it. Yeah, my brother-in-law. I think he used to listen to that, and then you said this, so he probably doesn't listen. Yeah, it's uh, it's over. But what freaks me out is, so I was thinking about this. A normal chainsaw. You got two hands on this thing, right? Mm-hmm. At least, like there is, um, what would you call it? There is some stability with this thing. Like you have to make sure that you've got everything figured out to properly use a chainsaw. Correct? I mean, yeah. So I, in full disclosure, I have. I wouldn't say that I'm the authority on running a chainsaw, but I have operated a cutoff saw a lot, and it's the same principle, two hands. Okay, so exactly. So we got two hands. You've basically taken the danger factor and jacked it way up because now you've got a Dustbuster version of a chainsaw, (laughs) which, don't get me wrong, the Dustbuster was an amazing invention. I think we all can agree on this for anybody in the... Black and Decker on the map. Exactly, exactly. Anybody, a Danby one, potentially... We, we've all owned one, and Dustbusters are legitimately one of the cooler things that the 90s had to offer. Couches everywhere. Right up there with the Walkman. Yeah. Maybe a DualShock Discman. Couches everywhere are thankful for, you know, Dustbuster. for the Dustbuster. So I'm looking at this thing, and they're making it look so easy, and I'm sure it is. That freaks me out, though, man. I'm sorry. You can't have a one-handed pocket chainsaw. Too much violence can exist. Like... I go there. This is like something that would come out of like Doom or like Grand Theft Auto or something. And they're like, no, no, we're going to make this real. I can't believe we cut off all the positive Canucks talk for this. But you're right. It's dangerous. And I'm just saying this, this kind of bothered me this week. But let's get back into hockey. We're really good at this. Uh, hockey pools. Are we, are just you doing a video of a real? Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I, I like. I like how you're crapping all over me. Like this is pretty intense. This is it's actually really crazy. Yeah, like are are you it doing? Doesn't look like it actually cuts through the tree branch, but it does. It is a change. You probably have to like re up on the battery. Like it'll die. You'll get halfway through. Like it's you know it's like the joke with electric calls yeah. cars. Like you either want your stereo to run or you want the car to run, but you can't have I both. Can't wait to the to, to watch the next YouTube comparison video between the the. Uh... The Makita, the DeWalt, the Milwaukee. The and the Ryobi. Ryobi. It's going to be good, yeah. I, I would like an update if you have this on in the background. By the end of the show, I want to know who won out. Um, are you doing hockey pools this year? I I am not going to do a hockey pool this year. Okay, so I'm only yeah, in I, one. I, I've, been, can, I've, been, I've been asked for advice on numerous hockey pools. Yeah, Steve. The last little bit here, but... Yeah. Um, I just have too many. I have too many football pools this year. I can barely focus on that. Um, managing losing teams is difficult. Yeah, uh, you're bad at I that. Just too busy. Yeah. So I'm in one, and the only reason I'm in this is because our good friend Matt Ferguson uh, bought me a box of uh, hockey cards from Players Choice, friends of the show, and they've got a hockey pool. So basically, you buy a blaster box, which if anybody that doesn't know what hockey card lingo is, it's basically like seven packs seven packs of hockey cards. So all the players in there of all the cards you get in that little box, you pick 15 players and that is your team for the year. And then there's prizes at the end. So like you run, there's no lineup changes. It's your 15 guys run with it points, best points. It's like watching Bitcoin stock or something. Pretty much. It's like the old school hockey pool where you pick like one from each box, except in this case it's hockey cards. So I'm doing okay. I think I have a pretty decent team. I'm pretty well-rounded. Got like a Dreisaitl and McKinnon. I got Vasilevsky. Um, who else do I got in there? Uh, Eberly. Like it's it's a this is a typical Ryan fantasy team roster. Like I got some good players and I got a lot of middle players, and we'll see what happens. So anyway, I'm gonna be following You're that this guy who's starting Jack Stadnika because that's just like the best option you had. I if he has a hockey card, I probably could have started Jack Stadnika yesterday, and I would have got some points for. Uh, for the fight as well. That would have been fun. Or was that was that him or no, that was uh Dakota Joshua. I apologize. Jeez, you'd think I know my Canucks by now. So anyway, hockey pools. I I, I just am so awful at them. And for me, that would be my reason. It has nothing to do with time. It's that I end up sucking at hockey pools so bad. So at least fantasy football I can focus my efforts on. Um following along. 
I don't know if you've been paying attention locally, Ted, but there's this kid <laughs> in Kelowna that plays for the Rockets. Uh, I, have you heard of Jerome McGinley? Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's got a kid. I don't know if you've been paying attention. I, I have to yeah. the local sports scene. Uh, is it is it Tish? I, I never I never get like this the pronunciation. Tish Tish McGinley. Uh, yeah, he had a hat trick last weekend. He's, I think, one of the top scorers for the Rockets so far. He is getting national attention, obviously, so because his dad was Drew McGinley. Uh, and he's he's playing some puck with our boy, uh, Andrew Crystal. And the Clo- knows how to hockey, he knows, yeah. Uh, the Kelowna Rockets are going to be a force to reckon with this year, as I always seem to say. And you got two playmaking goal scorers on this team. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I am very, very excited to watch some McGinley hockey. And he was on an absolutely stacked Seattle team last year. He was on their fourth, third or fourth line, and he wasn't the star. And he's only, what, 16, 17 years old? Like, the dude still has tons of time to tear it up. And, I mean, what better venue than playing for the Rockets where you're going to get nationally noticed? Very big fan. Very big fan. So Ted's having some audio problems. We'll 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 suffer through it. We'll figure it out. But I'm uh, I don't know. Sometimes Kelowna just seems to find these guys that just kind of stick in there. I don't know how they make it happen, but they get you know the Guinness. They get the the Nolan and Calfoots. They get they're always getting you know the the sons of any of these NHL guys. They're getting coaches like you know even Adam Foot for a time was obviously a coach. Like Kelowna is a destination. There's tons of guys that seem to be in Kelowna during the summer and they're training and everything. I don't know how these deals kind of come together. I'm sure it's probably over a beer at, uh, you know, Oak and Crew or something like that downtown in the summertime where these some of these trades occur. But let me tell you, folks, Andrew Crystal and Tijaginla, we are about to have at it this season, the WHL. They're going to make the playoffs, obviously, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch, and hopefully we can uh, dummy up those Kamloops Blazers. How's everything going over there, buddy? Just the regular. Like you know. We talk, and then uh, the audio stops working, and then I just disappear from the screen. It's like when we had uh, Biz Nasty on that show. Remember that one? Mm, that was great. That wasn't the best. He was it, awesome. But he was awesome. Stuff. We had probably some of the worst issues going on. Which probably means we probably got to get the show going on because I'm sure at some point. Do you remember that? It was like Biz was on the show and I'm like trying to call in and I can barely hear you guys. And then like. He was so accommodating. And he's like, no, brother, it's cool, man. Just wait. Like, I've been there. It's all good, man. I'll wait. No worries. He was the coolest guy. I just, I didn't even feel like I got to take part in that combo because the audio was so messed up. He was super accommodating. And I think, which was crazy. So this was right, what? I think kind of at the beginning of COVID, wasn't it? Within the first couple months. Yeah, it was still pretty early. And, I mean, a guy that, I I mean, they're a pretty polarizing show, and I I get that. But for a guy that's on, you know, one of the hockey podcasts, let alone sports podcasts. Probably probably, probably the. I mean, he's on TNT. He's getting it done. Like, hey, man, if you were making some time for us, big fan. Big fan. I don't care what people say. He was was an absolute gem for us and a great guy to get to know. Very personable. And uh, I, mean, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's I mean, we always love talking hockey. So let's talk hockey. Let's talk the Canucks. Let's get right into this. No, I'll try to stick around for it. I mean, if you could, that'd be great. I appreciate it. So like we said, big win to start the season. Eight to one made absolutely zero sense that the Vancouver Canucks dummied up the Edmonton Oilers, the Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Edmonton Oilers. And you were kind of getting into it before I cut you off and said, well, let's talk about pocket chainsaws. But how about the fact that if you look at this game and if you were a betting man, would you have bet, A, the Canucks to win that game, let alone the way they did it? I think Rick Tockett went out there before the game said, listen, I don't care if you have to rob a bank. I don't care if there has to be like, you need an alibi after this game. I don't care if there are dead bodies on the ice. You guys are winning this game. There's no way we're losing this game. Like, it it felt like that. Like, they were so confident. And McDavid was rattled. Drysaddle still had a nice goal. But it was that kind of game where it made no sense the way they were playing. Like, everything was going right. Besser was scoring like he was in his rookie days. Um, Pedersen's little sauce pass, which was, I mean, through traffic, still probably 
it might end up being one of the nicest passes we'll see all season because there's no way you can see passes like that happen all the time. Like it was, it had everything. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I like the little Colby's couch reference that they gave, and it was funny to to see that like Drysdale and McDavid were just doing that, and then yeah, PD just throws his own little version of it in there. But I mean, it was like. Man, like, I don't want to gush too much because I'm pretty sure that's what everybody's doing. But, like, that was a that was a crazy good game. That was one of the most complete performances I've seen from the Canuck squad in, like, what, like, five years? Unbelievable. Like, I'm, like, I'm not even being, like, I'm not trying to be, like, funny or silly or sarcastic. No. It's been that long since we've seen, a, a, like, a cohesive performance that good. Like There I, was some realism, the over-the-ice or the over-the-glass penalty by Myers. I'm like, oh, okay. Sure, yeah. This was, is the real was, Canucks there was, still. There was 100% chaos draft yeah. stuff going on. like. But, I mean, at the same time, like, man, what did you think of, like, Akito Hiroshi's game or Noah Juleson? Because I'll tell you, I didn't really notice them, and that's probably a good thing. I was going to say the same thing for Quinn Hughes. Aside from the first period, Quinn Hughes was, I'm not going to say invisible, but, I mean, he had a couple plays, there was a couple shots, but he kind of went, like, classic, like, all-star defenseman where you're like, oh yeah, uh, he was there, but uh, he wasn't bad. He wasn't, I mean, he was good in the sense I mean, of he puck was trying management. to create some stuff in there for sure. I think he was pushing offense. He got a couple shots like in within 10 feet of the net. I mean, like Hironic is as advertised very, and he's healthy. He's going to be a problem, you know, heading into this season for a lot of teams. It's going to be a big problem for the Canucks as well. Cause they're going to have to find a way to resign this guy. Um, yes. right-handed, minute-munching defenseman that can play like 24 minutes a night and probably chip in with like 40-plus points. He'll be gone because they have to sign um, Pedersen. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with that. But this is this, this is that sort of win-now structure that they're trying to put together. And I think if there's one thing that really happened that came together, the whole, the whole bow on the end of this thing, I mean, this power play looked solid, and that wasn't even the most exciting part. It was really great watching this PK do its thing. Oh, okay. I saw I saw bits and PK pieces of that podcast. Honestly, like Cole, I'm I'm on it. Canva right now. Yeah, yeah, like Cole. You know, watching watching Puis Suter do his thing. Like, yeah. I mean, just so good positionally, right? I mean, I was just I don't know, man. I was so impressed. I, I couldn't believe how good they looked as a unit together. Granted, now. Campbell didn't look like he could stop a beach ball. I mean, just horrible. They still have that problem. They do. Yeah. Our buddy Lucas Watching. is a big Oilers fan, and I, I saw him two days ago before the game, and I said, man, the Oilers can outscore all their problems. Unfortunately, their problems will still be the death of them. Defense <laughs> and goaltending. I mean, I was talking to I was talking to a guy at work who's a big Oilers fan. He's, he rocks the Oilers hat all the time, and it's the same thing. Like, I mean, imagine the money that could be spent. Like that, that team is... That team is like, you know, a $5 million top six or top four player away from being really, really good. Like that back like end scary doesn't good. look like it. That back end doesn't look like it has anybody on it. All I think you have to do is think to yourself, like if we didn't have Campbell on the squad, imagine what you could do with that piece to add another top tier defenseman or, or another forward to help this team. So, man, I think up and down the lineup, though, I mean, Lafferty was like as advertised. He threw some checking. big hits, hey? Big, big hits. He's channeling his inner, inner Rafi Torres. Nobody's going to be Rafi, but no. I mean, it was there. He had that Rafi element to him, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like he was going to change the game around with a big hit, but he's like a physical guy that leans on people and he can skate. And he looked good. He looked good on a line with Nils Hoaglander. And I think that for a guy that's been a little bit maligned in this this squad, making a team, being gifted opportunities, you know, people talking about, is this the year for Nils? I mean, he looked real good on the walls. That's not a guy that you expect to be a really strong wall player, and, and he was. I mean, he kind of was though at the things. beginning. Remember, remember how good he was against the wall when he first came in. I think people in general don't think of Nils as a wall guy, right? I mean, you don't think of five. He hasn't been here. Players as a wall guy. He hasn't been here forever though. That's why. Like, yeah. I mean, my and, first moment was, oh yeah, I forgot he. Like, it's been so long since we've talked like Canucks, mm-hmm. and it's been so long since we've seen the Canucks. I'm like, oh yeah, Dakota Joshua. Oh yeah, Jack Stadnika. Oh yeah, Niels Hoglander's up now. Like it, it there's so many things that we've forgotten. And yet Yeah, and I think I think Hoglander has like a real chance to be a really good player in this offense too because of the type of the game that that Tockett plays and he's not a prototypical Tockett player. 
Not no. at all. But, no. But he's but he's physical enough. He's strong on the wall, low center of gravity. We've seen guys succeed in the league with this stature. I mean, he's not he's different than Connor Garland, even though they're very much the same in terms of height. If you were to look at them, you can physically see that Hoaglander is much bigger than him. Yeah, the sauce but, to Garland was nice. Just saying. Yeah, but 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 the Garland thing. I mean, there's so many great stories in this, right? I mean, the fact that he asked some, for a trade two days prior and scores like. Booze. There was some booze when he was skating out on the ice. You know what I mean? They're introducing the squad. Garland comes out, a couple of jeers. And I mean, what better way? I mean, we were just talking to you. I was talking to you earlier about the fact we were watching this Beckham thing, right? Are you watching the Beckham story on Netflix at all? No, I've heard about I mean, it. There's a guy There's a guy who caught the shit. Right? Oh, absolutely. Right. Some from of it England, rightfully so. <laughs> from England as a country, right? Not when he was like 24. No, was, no, like, no, no. Player, the tail end. But, but caught the shit, right? Like was... Was was dumped on everywhere he went, and and instead of getting involved or getting down, he was just a true professional. Just starts popping goals, and how do you cheer against that, right? And that's the first thing Garland did when he came out there. All right, let's talk about some DraftKings. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly. That's underlined, so there making sure you understand that in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there all customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this october and because we're still in october that's now make sure that you check available lines and odds from the DraftKings sportsbook app let's just make sure we keep it safe get in on the game day greatness download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use the code thpn New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5, $5 on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources and the pass from PD was obviously ridiculous we talked about that but like did you just compare enough. Connor Garland to David Beckham no I'm talking yeah that's right. They're okay. the same player. Just awesome. as handsome. Equally. Awesome. That's true. I'll give you but that. But not enough credit for, for, for Garland on like actually taking that pass. Okay, hey, you gotta be able to do that. Oh, hundred percent. And then make the move too. He made that like that was a sweet Just the little right? finish so, at the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's not even finished, which is also crazy. Um <laughs> Just, he's Czech, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Really really well done. I just I mean, I hey, I don't know where the rest of the season is gonna go. I mean I think there's a bunch of guys that are that are on that are on blast right now to just have these big seasons and how great was it to just watch Brock start his start his reputation I was just honestly. getting into that so his first goal was vintage is the wrong word was oh, rookie that's, Brock that's rookie Brock yeah like he picked that and I remember I like I saw him like oh my goodness and then they showed the replay on it thankfully they do that in sports and like it was Perfect spot. It was so perfect. It was like inside of like a wall outlet. Like there is, <laughs> you know, you it's, you know, like when you get the, or, or like the puck board, what are they, a plinko board or whatever it is. The whammo board, I think it's called. We'll figure it out. You, you lost me, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. Like when you shoo the puck through the little hole in the board at the hockey net, like that's about the only space he had for that puck to go. And it went in there so perfectly. And then he gets the lucky bounce one off the you know off the leg which was nice sure. and then he scores and then like he scores two more and it was it, there was like it wasn't even confidence it was just like something just like clicked again and again it's one game and we're gonna be going gush mode i think today but yeah. it was so i i've said this and it hurts me to say it every single time but you know there was a time and i who knows what's gonna happen with brock still 
but you know the writing was on the wall that you know he's probably a trade candidate this and that Brock Besser is still my favorite Canuck until he's not and there's he's just I, I just don't know what it's about him but like he's so so much fun to watch score goals like he's just so pure there's he's not flashy he's just so like accurate I guess is probably the best word for it yeah I mean I mean he's a, he's a good guy like you want to see him succeed right nobody yeah. likes nobody likes watching six point nine million dollar Brock Besser skate around and score 18 goals no nobody likes that right and we all want the guy to succeed we're all now nobody's like oh you know what a piece of shit he deserves all the crappy no there's none of that right we everybody wants the guy to succeed Canuck fans would love keep talking about Brock keep talking about Brock the beauty Canuck fans would like nothing more than 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 number six to be earning his paycheck right I mean and he's the same way. Like, you can't tell me that he wants to not be out there and not acting like he's a $6 million player. He truly believes he is. That's why you tried to go out and get that contract, secure the money, right? And, like, the, the ability's there. He's just got to find a way to somehow put it together, stay healthy, be in that right mindset. He had some positivity in his life over the last little bit. Trained hard in the offseason like many of the guys on this squad did because of the talk it thing, Right. And I think, I mean, that was really nice to see that. And it wasn't the patented wrist shot. It was more of like the snapper. But if yeah. it's the snapper that scores the goals, then that's like, dirty. whatever. I don't give a crap. There's so many things about Brock. And I'm on a bit of a rant here. I'm sorry. There's so many things about Brock that have been positive in the last like three years that aren't the goal scoring, right? Mm-hmm. 200 like, foot until, game. Yeah. Up until last year, I mean, he's, he's improved as a defensive player. I mean, he had to he had to go out of it a little bit to try to start to generate points. But playmaking was a thing that sort of bumped up from last year scoring goals in front of the net seeing Brock on the power play as a net front presence was like a good thing right mm-hmm, I mean he's mm-hmm. a, he's not a huge guy but he's bigger than the average guy and he's got really good hands in close and he's learned how to score goals right in front of the net he doesn't have to be that guy to have time and space to shoot and I think no. if you can figure out your shot at some point after having an injury yeah. and develop those other portions of your game where you're scoring goals with inside 10 feet or closer right and also being able to make plays and handle yourself responsibly defensively save for last year mm-hmm. all that's doing is making a more complete game and if he's taking the time in the offseason to train and do a little bit more than the beauty league which it looks like he has skating and quickness is going to look better he looks like he just has more hustle right now and i think how can you not be excited about that so answer me this and here's just like a thought that i had do you think that because he's not the talk right now, like of anything, he's not Elias Pettersson's contract, he's not Quinn Hughes' captaincy, he's not even the JT he's Miller story, he's not the Connor Garland trade request, he's not, you know, Thatcher Demko hopefully going for a Vesna this year, he's not Philip Peronic being healthy, he's not Tyler Myers playing out his contract, he's just, he's a Vancouver Canuck. And because he's a Vancouver Canuck, we can forget about all the stuff that's happened, which we haven't, but we will. And he can just go and play hockey. And the Brock that plays hockey is a very good hockey player. He, the guy, yeah. that, the guy that, that doesn't have to be a star can now be a star again. Yeah, it's, it's softened on him a little bit. Like, doesn't it feel like that? Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's, it's a positive thing. And I think even 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 Kuzi coming in and... and oh, we didn't even talk about Kuzmenko, I forgot. Let's, let's be honest here. Like, Kuzi came in and stole his role. 100%. Again, right? I mean, but... I mean, even that now, just just taking that off his plate, we're not we're not expecting you to put up first line numbers, right? We we have a guy that can do that. Please, yeah. Please please contribute to this team as a valuable member, and and if if the version of Brock Besser that shows up is that one all season, I mean, scary. Hey, we're gonna it's gonna be like two hundred and sixty goals or something. Three hundred. Like three hundred forty eight. Three hundred forty eight. There you go. Math yeah. is poor. Uh, yeah, also, Boy math, I think is what they at, could say. He's already at 22%, 22.22% of last year's goal total, which was 18. And he didn't even have four goals until December, what did they say, December 9th last year? He may have had He may have had four goals on three shots. Who knows? Um, That's, is, it's, yeah, I, I mean. Uh, yeah, but you're right. So all of this stuff, and we haven't even touched on guys like Kuzi, right? We haven't, we haven't had to be negative and talk about, you know, possible dumpster fires and Tyler Myers and all these things because mm-hmm. it wasn't noticeable, right? I mean, bottom line, as long as Garland's here, we need that guy to contribute. As long as Myers is here, we need that guy to contribute. Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, as long as Brock Besser is here, we need we need those guys to contribute to have a successful chance at a playoff run. And, and if it's all going according to plan, and we know about plans in Vancouver, 
there's there is a chance, right? There's a chance this is a playoff team. I said at the beginning of the year, I, I think that we're it's a just shy team, but it's a team that's going to fight for a spot. And, and what else could we want other than that, right? I mean, we need mm-hmm. this team to be pushing, and I think it's going to push because I think these guys have all bought into the system, and that's for real. I think they've seen the proof the what it looks like when they play together as a team in a cohesive unit against a really good Edmonton Oilers squad, which again, I have my, my doubts. Oh, about. I mean, they could get absolutely dummied on Saturday. Don't get me wrong. It's they, entirely possible. But the Oilers to me, like the, the Oilers are Toronto West, right? I mean, they what are have you done. What have you done? Like, great. You've got a great team. You've got two of the best players in the world and you've done nothing in the playoffs. Like we're freaking out that Elias Patterson might walk because things aren't where he'd like them to be and rightfully so he should if that's where it needs he to go still might walk he still might walk. and we're thinking this and at the same time you look at the oilers and you look at the maple leafs and you think well why wouldn't they walk they've done the exact same they're big deal they the made the playoffs because they win the difference is because they win in the regular season and they're constantly surrounded by talent right? it's just but i mean you see these guys you think like i mean if I'm the same guy on any one of those teams, what's the difference? I still want to go win, and I haven't won in any of those places. Big deal if you're in Toronto. Big deal if you're in Edmonton. Edmonton's great. When it comes up for a contract or you know, there's an opportunity for a Connor McDavid to go to Anaheim or go to maybe go to Toronto. I mean, probably not Toronto, but I mean, yeah. if there's an opportunity to go win a cup, maybe with Ottawa, as crazy as that sounds. Like, hey, well, I could go play with Brady Kachuk and Stutzla and like, yeah, I'm going to go win a Stanley Cup. A Stanley well, Cup is a Stanley Cup is a Stanley Cup. That's the problem, right? I mean, it's Kachuk just paved his way for how to get out of a town if you don't like it there. And I think that lots of other guys are going to follow suit if they want to follow suit. I mean, mm-hmm. they have that option now, right? It's not like, I can't even say it's not like the old days because the Canucks have had that happen mm-hmm. before, right? Mm-hmm. So, um it's it's scary. I was talking to our, our buddy Kyle, and I think he puts it at like 75% that PD stays. 75% Interesting. is a high number, but 25% is probably too high of a number. So is he back Is he back as a Canucks fan because Benning's gone, Vegas has won the cup? Like, has he, like, like I think he, has he leveled no, back he's still, into... He's still a Vegas guy, but I think he, like, cares more and has more of an invested interest in the Canucks because of those reasons, and I think he was super upfront about the fact that I will not cheer for this team until everything... If, if Benning's around... I mean, we yeah, had hey. we had to. Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, I we got non bills to pay, but um, yeah. let's throw it up to Thatcher Demko though. See what, I did, see what I did there? Let's throw it up to Thatcher Demko. So he puked apparently <laughs> in yeah, the game last I mean, night. It's, it's puking or pinching, right? I mean, we've seen both. Really have a choice. Yeah. We've we've seen both, and uh, the goalie coming in. Uh, Casey DeSmith did just fine. So guess what, Joe Bartnick? Maybe Casey DeSmith isn't so bad. <laughs> Do you see like this McDavid complaints about? Oh, I see. I didn't get that though. He's he's just bitching and complaining about. Oh, no, that's kind of weird. I'm like, bro, you lost the game. You could easily dummy this team again. It is what it is. You guys played like crap. You got beat. You were in the box. It didn't look like a good outing. There's 81 more games. Oh, I I don't like the fact that they pulled their starter and then still rolled out their first kind of weird. Like, buddy, it's kind of weird. One of the regular season, they're gonna work on their power play. I don't give a shit if it's ten nothing. Yeah. And if he did the same things to the Vancouver Canucks, I I wouldn't give a shit because Gavin should be doing that. And if you feel like protecting your your Vesna caliber goaltender, um, then you do so. But I mean, you didn't even have the facts straight. He was in there puking his guts out because he had a, he was sick. And you guys couldn't score in a sick goalie, so it was so it was so Come petty. Beat down in the next game, and we'll see where it goes. It was so so like I'm watching. Boo hoo, whiny baby, go piss and shit in your diaper, basically. Like I'm editing clips last night for our football show, and I'm just kind of going through, and I'm watching them. I'm like, are you? Oh, are you really sick? You're not really saying this. Yeah. I just it. I'm like, come on. You are literally the best player on the planet. Chill out. You lost. A game. You're going to lose a few. You might even lose to the Canucks again on Saturday, possibly. But you're going to go and beat up every other team in the league. It's going to be okay. This was Wednesday night hockey. You got embarrassed. Life's going to go on. Guess what? The Canucks get embarrassed a ton. We're fine with it. Let's move on. My goodness. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Um, I wanted to bring this up because... Uh, actually, I probably should have brought this up 
earlier, I said we were going to debut a new segment called Way Too Early <laughs> Overreactions. <laughs> and did you hear? Let's go back to that look for a Look at the size of that thing. Yeah, I know. It's huge. Big, big triumphant motherfucker. So everybody gets why it's way too early because it's obviously, you know, sunrise. It's like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Anybody that's been on a farm should know these things. So way too early overreactions. Is Brock Besser back? Let's start with that. Let's let's keep that train going for a second. Let's spend like a minute here. Is Brock Besser back? Yes or no? I mean, I hope so. I really do. But what is back for Brock Besser? Is that a 30-goal guy? Brock, like rookie Cause Brock. Because he's, he's been close, right? I mean, he's rookie 29. Brock, 59 points. Is mm-hmm. that Brock being back, right? I mean, he had 59 points last year. Tied a career high. Okay. Okay. I don't want that. I want a little bit more from Brock, right? I would. Is Besser going to score forty goals this year? No. God. Okay. No. God no. Well, he's you're not, not helping this. Guy, right? You're not helping this very much. He's not. No. He's not a. I mean, am I supposed to give the? I don't know. There's no. The we, we never really have rules for these things. I'm just throwing stuff out. I think he's sure. not back, but I think there's. He he looks like he could. He's in. He could be in line for his best season ever as a Canucks. Thirty-two goals. Great. He, he could be a 30-goal guy. I, I'm confident in this year that he has the ability to be a 32-goal guy after game one. How about that? I love it. Okay, next topic. JT Miller is responsible and electric this season. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He I looked good he last night. Be. He looked good last I, night. I read a... I, I think it was the Stanchies. I think they were talking about Brock. The Statsies. And, and I, this, no, it was, the, it was the Stanchies, I think it was. Oh, I don't know. I saw Statsies. The Statsies but... and the Stanchies. Okay. Anyways... Wyatt was talking about, I think it's Wyatt, right? Sure. I think it's, anyways, he was talking about Brock, and, or no, who was he talking about? We, we were just talking about JT Miller. He was talking about JT, how about J, like, you know, how, how Quinn is like, the, he comes from the Henrik Sedin camp, the Marcus Naslin camp. He's the quiet leader. He doesn't say too much, but when he speaks, people listen. And then you have a JT Miller, right? I mean, JT is, he's the, he's the guy. You probably don't want him home on Thanksgiving to meet your parents because he's a little bit too crazy. But you know what? If you're in a fight, he's going to be there. He's going to kick that guy's ass. He's going to go fight him. But he's also probably going to call you out in front of the girl you're dating to make you look like a fool. But whatever. He's always going to be around. He'll help you move. And he'll only require a case of beer. Wow, you've like I mean, memorized think, this. Well done. I think that's it, right? That is Brock. That That is JT. He can be electric. He can also be responsible. But I don't want him to be completely responsible because I don't think you can be both. I want him to be able to pop off get pissy, drop a couple F-bombs like he does. Just don't want him doing it to his own team, that's all. That's fair. I like that. Patterson, more than three five-point nights this season. Oh, yeah, over. I think that happens in a bad season, though, so I don't even think that's, like, a big expectation. I think he goes on a heater like he always does, right? And I think five-point nights are, like, it's a thing. On the reg. I think we're good for three. I think four i could push it to yeah let's wow. do four i you know i had another talk with our buddy kyle on whether or not Pedersen is again a hundred point man is it possible that he's not a hundred point man this year but he is a selkie nominee i could see that i think the only reason that he isn't a hundred point guy this season but he's like a 95 point guy is because quinn hughes steps up brock besser steps up jt miller steps up and who am i missing because Mako has not not like basically all those guys elevate their game another notch, but because of that, the high point comes down, but the the average is higher. Uh, yeah, I mean that would be that would be a lot of fun, right? I mean, we're not even talking about the fact that potentially we could see a guy like Ilya Mikheyev added to that line. And could you imagine the forechecking nightmare that he could cause? And their PK is going to be in there And then getting the puck to a guy like PD, setting up a guy like Kuzmenko, who really doesn't need a lot of opportunity to finish. I mean, just tell him to go score. He'll probably just go score. And then he's going to probably punch out a guy because he looked at him wrong. Like, he had a bit of a mean streak yesterday oh, too, hey? Did you see that hit? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just thought, I'm like, okay, what else could they fit into this game before I just absolutely go berserk like there was yeah, just we even saw the backup goalie in an 8-1 win for for not a bad reason yeah and he was the nice thing is he was ready to go and there was no yeah. like handshake and talking in french at the end it was kind of nice sometimes you get it i just don't like people talking french to pick you up. yeah i just don't like talking french it's it's not a good language and i'm gonna take some heat for that but i don't care i don't think someone we have a lot was, of french listeners viewers someone's talking shit behind demko's back probably <laughs> oh literally or no <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so we've got that. Uh, we are going to get to dudes and guys, even though it's one game, and I'm not going to get there yet. That'll be our last segment today. Uh, so the cap is going to come into play somehow this season. Probably not in the best case. The it's Canucks, already come into play. But like more than it already is. They to do an emergency call-up for I know. So they can't be this close and not they're, expect things to explode. Yeah. Like this is too close for comfort. This is this is a screw-up on an accounting error and they lose a draft pick. I love that both teams only had 11 forwards. Yeah. <laughs> Just maybe that's why the Oilers lost. Maybe that's why they got. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. It. yeah. Like, you know, we just needed one more guy, and we probably could have made this happen. But I mean, this is. You see, okay, and we've gushed about this, and we've we've waxed poetic way too much on one very early game. But let's be honest: if we're getting even seventy percent of that this season, for the vast majority of our year. You can't have cap problems. You can't have roster problems where you can't even ice a proper lineup. Like, you can't. We're past but where do that. They, but where do they fix it? And I was going over the roster. I don't know. Like, you almost you almost have to trade Connor Garland. And that sucks. But, but they, I mean, yeah. Like, what? I looked, they, I went through the whole also, roster. What do you do? They also need Connor Garland. I mean, but then Mikheyev comes back, and he's what, $4 million? Yeah, it was at 4.5, I thought, right? So now what? You know how many guys make $4 million on that team? About three guys equal that. Who yeah. do you take out? It's going to be tough, and you can't, you, you can't, you've just gone out and signed guys like Teddy Bluger and, mm-hmm. you know, Bui Suter. Yep. And, and Suchi, uh, yeah, sorry, Carson Susi, and you've gone and added an, an Ian Cole, and there's a, there's a ton of veteran guys now who have won. Who understand how to win, and literally all they did was go and sign a first unit PK, and it shows. And and I don't know who you can get rid of. The only guy, the only guy that I think makes sense, and it's not going to happen for a while. I think is Tyler Myers. And, and I, I was and, thinking the same thing. But what do you do? Kinda, you can't get rid they, of him yet. They kind of need him, right? I mean, who who is the man that steps in and takes Myers' spot? Is it Cole McCord? Maybe. Is it? I mean, it's. Are you expecting more from when 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 Susie comes back? Are you expecting more from Noah Juleson? Because I don't think you can expect more. It's like, like you're happy is if he's a seventh defenseman or a sixth guy. But now you're asking him to be a fifth defenseman, which means everybody else goes up. You're bumping yes. up all the guys into uncomfortable positions. They they basically need somebody to take a step, right? They need they need one of of Juleson, Hirose, Wu, um, Philip Johansson. You know, they, they need one of these guys t- to take a step. But McWard, right? I mean, and and I don't know. If and it needs to be guys. homegrown. Almost. I certainly hope so. Yeah, I certainly hope so. But it's not like they can just go sign a free agent. They need they need a replacement level player in terms of cap level yeah. to, to be able to step in and take a spot. And and I don't know if that's possible. They might be they might be living on the edge playing cap gymnastics this whole entire year. That entire year. You know, the last time they did this, they went to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, yeah, they 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 also they, were somehow the, they put Sammy Sallow on LTIR, yeah, and then somehow the second that a roster spot came available, he was healthy. Um, they were also the favorite to win the Stanley Cup that year, and they almost went wire to wire as the Stanley Cup favorite and President's Trophy. So I mean, there's slight variations on the last time they they played gymnastics like this basically the same it's pretty much the same thing though so you know here's hoping maybe cinderella gets to the ball something like that something i'm really not good with fairy tales and such so let's finish up we'll finish up strong dudes and guys that's the i don't even have the the visual i have to do a new one or something easy one we've got one game to choose from I'm going to probably regret this, but who we're going to do... We'll do guys first, I think. Oh, okay. You can go first if you got one. Um, Guy. Jeez, I mean, who was bad? I mean, everybody was everybody was really good. So I, I got mean, two I guess, on defense. Yeah, I guess... I guess 
Tyler Myers took a silly penalty. Yep. Um, I mean, we're really reaching here. It was a pretty solid game on the whole from generated from Austin. But he had time to think about it, and he still made. He tried playing off the like. It was one of those like you knew what you were doing, and you still did it. We like I laughed the second it happened. Oh, I giggled. I was not laughing out of anger. I was like, (laughs) look how he did it. Oh. I mean, they killed it, Uh, so that was okay. Chaos giraffe gonna chaos giraffe, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean Myers, and I say that lovingly. Because it was just well, we're 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 reaching here. So mine would be Quinn Hughes. I don't okay. think, and again, you anybody that's paid attention to the show knows that uh, half of this time it's usually tongue in cheek. But Quinn Hughes wasn't a world beater last night. He was pretty good, but in an eight-one game, I would have expected him to be like, oh, can you believe all the stuff that Quinn Hughes did? And you're going to probably pull up like a stat, and I probably didn't even pay attention. He probably had four points, and I have no idea that he did. I mean, I, I, I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. So, like I said, I, I think for me, looking at that game, Quinn Hughes wasn't noticeable, and we already talked about this. Sometimes being unnoticed is a good thing when you're a defenseman. He had a great first period. I was really excited. He was doing some pretty awesome, you know, edge work and such. But I don't know. I'm selfish. For the way that game went, just how many points did he have? Um, he had three points. <laughs> I don't know. Were they were any of them at least second assists? Uh, he he did have three points, but he was only a plus three. How many how many second assists did he have? He was only a plus three, but he did only play eighteen minutes a night. He only played eighteen minutes a night, but he did only had six shots on net. So maybe I just I wanted to see last year Quinn Hughes <laughs> where he was relied upon <laughs> so much, and I geez, as I was saying, I'm like keep. I don't He's even not remember. Not even on pace for as many goals as Besser is. Oh, as, as, as Besser is goals. Guy has a three point night all assists, and I'm crapping all over him. <laughs> cool, cool, very cool. Guy. Nice work. You're very on par for Ryan. Great job, buddy. Great job. Okay, let's get to dudes because I need to forget the guy segment as quick as possible. Who's your dude? Uh, you can take whoever you want, man. I'll find oh, somebody. Sorry, my bad. Looks like he only had three shots. He had 28 shifts. Played 21 and a half minutes plus three, three points. Regardless, you're making this worse. You're just adding statistics now. Like, oh no, you actually had this. Yeah, I'm so. I mean, you had a real rough go there. I, I did. Like that was should, bad. You should, you should take the. Dude. Okay. Uh. Well. Do I go for the absolutely low hanging fruit? Don't overthink it. I'm gonna do it, Brock Besser. <laughs> you've earned. You've earned here. I really want to go Connor Garland because. I mean, to catch that sauce pass from PD was just a thing. There's so much traffic, and he made that thing look like poetry. But we're not talking about Connor Garland. We're talking about Brock Besser. Two goals was great. The first goal was great. The hat trick was great. Adding a fourth was messed up. Almost scoring a fifth was, like, redonkulous. We needed that as a as a Brock Besser stan as a uh, a supporter, as a a guy that's loved him since day one, I needed that as a fan. I think the fan base as a whole was probably pretty relieved to see that. Brock yeah. Besser needed that. It, you, it, could, you could literally see Twitter exhaling. It was great. It was. It. Or do we call it? It's not Twitter. X. We threw up the X for Brock Besser last night, and he's Perks. as as my boy Teddy Wong said, he's on his redemption tour. And how can you not be happy about that? We've talked, I, I guarantee if I were to track how this show went, we probably talked about Brock Besser for like 15 minutes tonight. Totally deserved. And it was one game, and I cannot wait for Saturday night. Uh, hopefully, we're still in our baseball tournament, and I haven't blown an Achilles or something. Hey, hey. Things are getting dicey, man. It's bad juju. Don't I, say I'm, shit. I'm just saying. I, I would like no, to be watching the game in peace. I'm not going to say, say I apologize. Too late to apologize. Second time we said that today. <laughs> Thanks for One Republic. Oh, man. Now, now I'm flirting with disaster here. Yeah, I'm so thrilled to have Brock Besser back. Even if it was that one game and we got to wait a couple more games to see something go, I don't care. He's given all of us enough that he's basically, he's bought himself at least, you know, three weeks worth of nothing, if anything. I'm fine with it. I'm happy. Who you got? Uh, I, I mean, probably two horse race here. I think it's funny because I might've even picked a guy like Quinn uh, and you picked him as your guy, which is hilarious. Well, you know, um, I do things that don't make I, sense. I mean, between, between 
Pedersen and Miller, I mean, what a couple of studs up there. But I think like Pedersen was just everywhere, right? I mean, he was he was, he was gorgeous, physical. He was he was doing that thing on the walls where you know a player would come to him and check him, and he would somehow turn towards him and take a step and back the guy off. Like that was happening frequently. Like his cockiness, sorts, like his yeah, confident there was all cockiness, sorts of respect. For, yeah, for for his work on the half wall paying attention to the one timer and he doesn't let it go all the time anymore. And that wrister was ridiculous. That goal was so good. The pass was off the charts. Uh, I mean, I think he's just put, he's put the league on notice that he hasn't gone away or even slowed his pace remotely from last season. <laughs> it's clear more now than ever that it's his team offensively, that he is the like unsung leader of this squad when it comes to just taking the bull by the horns and getting it done, which is different than what, what Hughes does. Um, even though he does that in his own way too. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think we're going to start to see a bit of a nasty version of Pedersen this year. And as if we didn't see that last year, he is nasty when, when he's confident, he just, I mean, even it's rookie like PD, it's like he's rolling around with his fingers up in the air. Like, like Google honestly. it. Like he just needs that above it. Like he's like, just Google it. You already know. So impressive. I as you were going, I just typed in Pedersen. I was looking for his points. And there's an article by fan cited Flyers. Three trade proposals for Canucks Elias Pedersen posted one day ago. Uh I mean, sure. Why not? Here are the three well, trade offers. It's like from the Flyers like Travis Konechny at first and Keith Ballard. Like what is it? There's nothing there. I don't know. Uh copy the Matthew Kachuk model. Yeah, no, we can't do that. No. So who do they got here? Older Let's take Joe? on a couple of guys entering their 30s and sign them to five-year deals. I just, I don't get it. Here we go. Konechny, York, Joel Farabee, <laughs> and, a, and a first round. So that's the first <laughs> one. Patterson for Cutter Goche and Matt V. Mitchkoff. And the number one. Uh, Goche, Konechny, Cam York, and a first from Florida. That's like this, almost the same as the first one. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Have fun with that. Anybody else? Any anybody else you want to get in that trade? Let's let's throw in uh, Quinn Hughes too. Why not? Yeah. Let's have some fun. Who cares? All, all, all in all, great performance from the squad last night. The big guns played like big guns. The supporting cast was there and present and part of the squad. You see guys like Lafferty, uh, Noah Juleson, Dakota Joshua, Nils Hoaglander, Connor Garland, Phil DiGiuseppe, all walking away with points. points. Hey, Phil DiGiuseppe. Yeah, hey. Hey, yeah, I got a point. Check it out. Like Ronick. Ronick had two points last night, too. And I got to be honest. I don't think I really even noticed him other than we had that. That's why that that's who I was talking about that I didn't notice Philip Peronic and you kept saying like you said Quinn Hughes. I didn't. I said Philip Peronic. You misheard me. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what it was. Something like that. Other than that shot that he rung off the blocker and we promptly converted on, I think it was what was it? Brock's second goal or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like man, just if we, please I would just like to see more of this. Can we just have more of this, please? It's Every not game. even the fact that it was a blow 8-1. It was the fact that like the whole team looked fully invested. It was just like working their tails are off, skating around like their hair was on fire. More of that. More, please. More. Uh, when they had Extra. four goals that Extra. game. Extra. Yeah. When they had four goals, that game was crazy. Yeah, it was great. Eight was, was bonkers. Great. Four was... Yeah. Let's, let's this might keep... be the most positive podcast we've ever had. <laughs> That's true. Honestly, so That's true. We haven't we've yet to uh crap all over this team, but I mean, hey, there's always next week. <laughs> there's always next week. <laughs> this is Canuckland. I'm sure at some point we're going to take a dump on this team. It's just not right now. Exactly. Plus, I haven't eaten enough to take a dump on them, so that's fine. <laughs> so, uh this has been a lot of fun. We went longer than we said we would, and we're cutting it dangerously close for me having to leave. So, Thanks for coming by. Thanks for enjoying uh, another episode of season five of the PP one podcast on the wow, hockey podcast. Five. And our season five. Crazy, oh. crazy. It just, it doesn't, it just doesn't compute, but good for you. Good for making it this far. Me? Who knows? Yeah. Well done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed you got through this entire episode. Some could have so, just as easily been Chris and fallen asleep. That's true. You, I would have to carry the show and that's not good. Um, yeah, go check out DraftKings, promo code THPN. 
obviously check out our uh, Twitters, our, our Instagrams. And hey, you know what? Sh- shameless plug here. Go uh, go follow our football show. That helps no one fantasy cast. Go follow that, our YouTube and our uh, Twitter account. We're trying to make that something. It's going pretty well. We're getting some uh, pretty wicked statistics over there. So go give that a follow. We'd appreciate it a lot. Ted and I are putting in the hard work over there. Chris is post- putting in most of the hard work. Um, he's getting the most clicks, so that's great. Um, you know, shameless plug. I apologize. So, yeah, on behalf of myself and Teddy Wong, this is the PP1 Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Canucks win. 8-1. Best team in the NHL. Peace out.